All right, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I'm your host, David, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host, Lindsay. How are you, Lindsay? Doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good day? Pretty good, yeah. Saw a friend and took the kids to the park and, you know, mom stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a nice day for it. I, I was out at high noon and it's, uh, you know, walking the dog and it wasn't that hot out. Uh, maybe it's because of all the rain that we've been getting lately, but yeah, it was actually pretty nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of nice, uh, we just had an amazing weekend. Um, depending on when you listen to this, it may be, you know, the previous weekend or a few weekends ago but um yeah it was let's see it was the june 4th and 5th we attended the inaugural nashville comic-con um it doesn't have any affiliation with like san diego comic-con or new york comic-con it's just like the you know what they call the nashville comic-con and um to be honest i forgot that we were <laughs> supposed to be there like in an official <laughs> capacity like i so the first year it was uh, su- supposed to happen was the year of the pandemic um it was supposed to happen that june and of course you know march rolled around and everything shut down and got canceled and yada 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 and then uh of course that got canceled and then it got pushed back i believe two years in a row um at least and so this year uh, June of 2022, they finally decided to uh, have it. Yes. And they they gave me a call like three weeks ago uh, as like a just a checkup and reminder uh, to make sure that I was still planning on being there. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was in that moment that they called me that I remembered that, uh, you know, a few months prior to it getting... Uh, postponed for the first time I had already paid my booth fee and all that and at the time like we weren't doing any crafting we weren't making and selling tumblers at all we weren't doing any of that stuff our plan was to just promote the podcast but they didn't have uh, like a table swap or promo uh, booth where you know you just go for free but you can't sell anything you know the best we could do was pay for a table in the artist alley and so that's what we did and so it just kind of worked out that um you know for our first year we paid for a booth and now we had stuff to sell in addition to promoting the podcast yes so um Lindsay, what uh what did you think first uh just first impressions and um general thoughts and feelings about the con did you have a good time i had a lot of fun um i don't think they had as much to offer granted i mean it was their first one and mm-hmm. you know with all the canceling and rescheduling it was i'm sure they were juggling a lot yeah um i would like to see them offer more um panels and things like that in the future for sure right um but they had quite a few vendors there and we met some really cool people saw some really awesome cosplays mm-hmm. so um, all in all, it was a good time by had by all, I think. 
Yeah, for sure. At, at least by us, uh, and, and I can definitely say the same for the the people around us, the the vendors and artists around us, which we will get to here in just a moment. But yeah, to piggyback off of that, the uh, about the the panel uh, thing and lack thereof, I I know that they had a couple things lined up and some photo shoots and whatnot. But yeah, doing something like that in the future going forward. Um, maybe if they acquired a bigger venue or did it at a hotel, um, I, I don't know if they, they had to quote unquote settle for the, the Nashville, um, or the, the old Tennessee state fairgrounds. I mean, it's a brand new building, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just one building and everything happens in that one building, you know, whereas like. You know, the conventions that we normally go to where there's panels, it's, you know, this big hotel that is used to hosting panels and Yeah, there's lots of separate rooms for various contests, various Mm -hmm. panels, as well as a huge room um, for all the vendors and usually some sort of gaming room type of thing. Yeah. Um, But I think it was a really good start and I think it's only going to grow and... Um, again, I think everyone was just happy to be out and Mm -hmm. being able to experience that, um, camaraderie of being (laughs) with their, uh, favorite fandoms. Yeah. Um, again, so, uh, I don't think it was bad at all. Yeah, it it was, it was a great time. Uh, you know, I, I'm hard pressed to think of really any negative uh, comments or feedback to give them really to uh, once again piggyback off of something you said specifically about the cosplay what I liked about our situation is that we kind of had an opportunity to see it all like because normally as a general uh, uh, con attendee you you have to walk around and then spot the cosplays but for us, we got to stand in one place and have the cosplays walk by us. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it's a finite space. Like I said, it, it all took place in one building, more or less. And so there is, for the most part, a general flow of traffic. And, you know, pretty much everyone that went there eventually walked by our booth. So, you know. Most several times. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you are correct. We got to see some amazing cosplays. Uh, I'm trying to think of some like really common ones and popular ones that I, I saw. Uh, Lots of Loki variants. Yes. Uh, yeah, there was <laughs> definitely a bunch of those. Um, I think I saw a Loki variant uh, carrying a crocodile uh, or alligator. What was an alligator? I, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was an alligator. Um uh, definitely saw a bunch of Scarlet Witches. Yes, I and, saw some really awesome ones as yeah, well. I, I think I saw one Scarlet Witch uh, with the, the cosplay that Wanda wore in WandaVision for Halloween. I think I saw one of those, which was really neat. But the majority of what I saw was some close variation of the the newest from uh, Doctor Strange yeah, in the correct. multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, from Doctor Strange. Uh I like that one a lot. It's very badass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like it. Um there was I think you missed this. I think this happens whenever uh you um 
you took a, a hiatus for a couple hours uh, on Saturday, but uh, one of the very few Joker cosplays that I saw, but he came by and I hadn't sold the Batman tumbler yet, and he kept on turning it around. He's like, can't have that. <laughs> and so he would like turn it around and I'm like, but he like kept on doing it. And so I was like, all right, dude, like it was funny the first time, <laughs> but I will, you know, uh, you know, hats off to his, his, uh, dedication to, to the art and craft of cosplay Yes, and staying in character. That's not exactly easy to do. It, he was the, the Jack Nicholson, um, Joker, yeah. Uh, which you don't see a ton of, uh, you know, usually it's Heath Ledger's Joker. We see the most, um, I don't know if I've ever seen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, maybe once or twice. Um, I did see some of, uh, the Riddler, uh, the Paul Dano yes. Riddler. Yes. I saw yeah. several of those as well. Yeah. yeah. Those were really cool. Um, yeah, lots lots of anime. Like this was, of course, not an anime convention, uh, which is kind of what we're used to seeing uh, or used to going to. But there was still quite a few anime cosplayers. Uh, yes, very but, much so. Yeah, but it's definitely been established that the Nashville area is is pretty big into the anime scene. So that wasn't exactly surprising. So. Uh, but yeah, we, so we did mention a second ago that we were surrounded by some super talented people, uh, some great artists, authors, um, a little bit of everything. And, uh, Lindsay, do you want to start us off with, um, the, uh, the two ladies that were to the right of us? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, her name was Sonia Rogers and her and her granddaughter were there and she was promoting her book or several books i think she has like six or seven out now yeah she definitely had a handful uh, that Um, she was selling and uh i have a couple i have not finished them yet uh when i do i really hope to have them on Mm -hmm. um but they were titled uh zombie baby and zombie mom i think and they were just awesome and very talented and I can already tell the book's going to be great. Um, I mean, if you're looking, obviously it's about zombies. If you're looking for like a life changing story, this is not going to be it. But if you just want like a really fun read, I think, yeah, it's definitely going to be awesome. Right. I mean, Um, no disrespect uh, to, to Sonia. I mean, it's, you know, but it's, it's a zombie book. It's not, um, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and her granddaughter was there and she did a lot of the artwork for the books mm-hmm. and um, just a very talented young lady and very smart, very sweet. And it was really fun to meet them. And uh, we got to hang out with them all weekend and they did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know, we talked to them in addition to, like I said, everyone in our immediate area to see how they did for the weekend. And no one, you know, had like this glazed look in their eye, like of defeat. <laughs> yeah. Like it seemed like everyone that we talked to did fairly well or at least, you know, met their expectations for the weekend or exceeded or at least came close. I know like we 
definitely exceeded our expectations because we didn't have any, <laughs> uh, if that makes sense at all. Right. Yeah, it was pretty low expectations. I yeah, we, uh, you know, like we said, th- this was the first year for Nashville Comic Con, so that's one. This is the first year that we're promoting uh, the podcast and selling goods, uh, and selling goods like in a public forum. Like, you know, I've been running the Etsy shop for, you know, about a year and a half now, and it's, uh, you know, the, the Etsy shop is going gangbusters, but, you know, it, with that, uh, unless you have, you know, have someone that leaves you feedback on, uh, on their purchase or like reaches out to you textually, like there's still that disconnect of, you know, you, you have them saying good things about your work, but, to actually have people come up and like compliment you on your work and say nice things and like meet those people and, and talk with them and talk about the fandoms that they love and be like, hey, we, we have that. And then they buy that from you. Um, it is just, you know, very satisfying. Uh, you know, the to me, like the money was very much secondary. Like it was just a super fun experience. Yes, in very that much right. so. Um, but anyways, um, Moving forward with the, uh, the the guy that was to the left of us, uh, what was his name again? Um, Marcus. Marcus, Curry, that's right. I believe. Curry? Yeah. Okay. And um, he was promoting his comic books. Mm-hmm. Again, he had several, and he's coming out with a children's version soon, a yeah. children's book. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, and um, again, I bought all three of his comics. I haven't dissected them all yet but they look really cool it's called um sons of darkness Mm -hmm. and um the artwork is pretty amazing i really like it a lot and it looks like a really cool story um from what i can tell and i really just need to take the time to sit down and invest so that i can comment on it more (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I need to get back into comic book reading myself, and this might be the push that that gets me there. It's it's not for a lack of trying, it's just, you know, uh, how it is with the time in our lives. There's just, uh, it's, it's time for us is more of a commodity than money is nowadays, which is strange to say. Yes, very much so, where we stay pretty busy (laughs) yeah uh but no marcus was a really cool dude uh he he, um nothing against digital illustrators like those guys are amazing and that is definitely art uh but marcus did a lot of hand-drawn i I think he said all of his stuff was hand-drawn and then he would like scan it in and i think by the time he was scanning it into his computer he said like it was fully done um so that was very impressive to me and i believe yes. he said he had a comic book that was about to hit kickstarter soon yeah and he has an illustrator who helps him out too sure um as well uh jacqueline diaz i believe okay um but yeah everything was like hand drawn and he said he did some of the coloring and things um but he wrote the story for sure. And so it was just really nice to get up close and personal with like the actual authors and mm-hmm. to be able to talk to them and about their process of getting things published and 
it was just really neat. I had a really good time. Yeah, it seemed like there were definitely a lot of like artists and authors and, you know, a hybrid of both there at the convention. And it seemed like the majority of them were self-published. And so I would definitely be on board with having any or all of the ones that we had the pleasure of meeting on the podcast eventually to talk about like their process of getting self-published and and whatnot that that would be a lot of fun yes for sure kind of talk to them a little bit more in depth because we would have to uh converse during uh during dips in business throughout the weekends right and i mean you know luckily which is kind of a weird way to put it in this context luckily that those moments were few and far between because you know we ended up doing pretty good this weekend as far as selling stuff yeah um, definitely but we'll we'll elaborate on that a little bit more um the third person uh that we got to meet i didn't get to talk to her a lot um but um it's uh, her name is tina i'm sorry tina i'm probably gonna butcher your last name isola 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 i'm very sorry (laughs) um uh tina if you're listening uh please uh, have mercy on my soul but your your art was amazing um it's uh i told her her stuff kind of looks like a fantasy version of like uh, some of the characters in horizon zero dawn and forbidden west and she was like yeah i i get that you know from time to time um, her, uh, her Instagram is, uh, Tina Isola design. Um, we'll, we'll put links for all these in the description below. So you don't have to try and guess what the hell we're talking about and how everything's pronounced and spelled. We'll put links for everything below in the description. So yeah. if you are interested in checking out these artists and we're going to see if we can either get their permission or figure out how sharing works on social media and <laughs> to like actually share their content so you can see, see what their, their stuff looks like. Um, but uh, yeah, that was uh, for the most part. The those three were were like the big ones that we we really got to talk to. Um, there was a shoot um, that podcast. Um, I just remembered. Was it Project Nerd or? I think so. Yes, uh, Project Nerd podcast. Um, it is a podcast as well as like a podcast network, um, and. Yeah, they they actually uh, pulled me aside for about five minutes or so, a um, couple hours into Saturday to to just do a quick segment on their podcast and uh, talk about just the goings on of the convention and my role at the convention and whatnot. Um, they seem like super cool dudes. I'd love to get in contact with them uh, regarding. I, I mean, at the very least, just to chat and and you know trade. Um, thoughts on the weekend as a whole but you know maybe for a collaboration in the near future you know podcast guest swap and all that um so uh yeah um you want to talk a little bit about you know our personal experience like with selling stuff i know we well that was mostly you i didn't have much to do with that (laughs) i mean it would have been a lot rockier if you weren't there. <laughs> well, I will say that because, um, you know, you you helped, you know, talk to people for me and 
uh, talk to the, um, it's weird to say customers, uh, just say con attendees or cosplayers, whatever. The kind folks that bought my shit. <laughs> we'll put it like that. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was just very humbling. It, it reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, if you, for those that have been listening to the podcast for a while, if you remember my old co-host Ted, you know, we did galaxy con, um, you know, about six months before the pan- pandemic. Um, this was in Louisville, I believe. Uh, and we, you know, we weren't selling anything. We were just promoting the podcast and it was such a humbling experience doing that. And it was a lot like it that this time around here, just, you know, selling stuff and getting compliments and, and whatnot. And like, yeah, I had several people say like, so we weren't the only Tumblr makers there. I think we were one of what, three total, probably or? three or four. Yeah. There, um, there was at least a couple. Yeah. A lot of them had a lot of the sublimation only going on. Right. Um, a few had some really amazing, um, resin work, mm-hmm. like amazing, Right, but also expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was. I, I kind of kicked myself for not peeling away for a couple minutes so I could go take a look at that one you were telling me about. Um, you, did you say it was? Uh, it, it was a Harry Potter uh, one, or yeah, it was um, like a three D mug, kind of like the silver mug you were showing me earlier with the handle. Yeah. Yeah, like um, a coffee mug. Yeah, but it was stainless steel underneath, but she had it coated with resin, and then 3D on the front of it was like the Deathly Hallows symbol, except mm. it had like vines around um, the sides of like the triangle, and sure. then the the middle line looked like an actual wand. Wow. And yeah, just amazing. And like she had some with like... Um, Hufflepuff, they had the honey badger, like Mm -hmm. 3D on the mugs. Um, yeah, super amazing. I really, I should have got her name so that we could talk about her as well. Um, I'm I'm sure she has an Etsy shop, but yeah, yeah, I mean, just amazing work with, I'm assuming like resin and maybe, um, I was going to say, I wonder if uh, any of her stuff was 3D printed and it then could be. like a glued on and then epoxied over. It could be. I, I know a lot of people like some some freaks of nature will go like the clay method or Sculpey yeah. where they will, you know, they'll they'll form whatever 3D element they want to adhere to the tumbler and then, you know, they'll bake it or let it dry or whatever the medium calls for and then they'll stick it on the tumbler. But... 3d printing um seems like i i don't know if i'd ever want a 3d printer because everyone that i've ever talked to says that they are a headache and a half to deal with but um yeah that it it would be cool to be able to do stuff like that but didn't she say she was charging like a hundred bucks for it yeah like per tumbler at least for the for the 3d ones Mm -hmm. and she was saying they took, you know, hours oh, yeah. and hours of work, and I believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I have countless hours sunk into, you know, my tumblers as well. Uh, but, 
you know, I've, I've kind of perfected a lot of the methods that I use for mine. So, um, well, compared to hers, yours are pretty basic. (laughs) Thanks, honey. (laughs) You're welcome. They're amazing and awesome and very creative, but yeah, they don't have all the pizzazz that hers did. So sure. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, she, she probably, uh, she probably had maybe had a little bit more experience and um that you know i try and do stuff like uh, i try and keep a a good um balance between my the the stuff the work that i have to do for customers and making new stuff at the same time and i don't like it's a hard enough balance as it is, but you know, when I want to make new stuff, like I'm always torn between like what I want to do. And then like when I finally get free time to make new stuff to add to the shop, like I completely forget <laughs> about all the the ideas that I had because um, I'm an idiot and like I write them down in several different places and then forget where I wrote them down, whether it was on pieces of paper or in my notes and then like they get pushed to the end of my notes app because of all the grocery lists that have in there. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I know you share similar feelings about the weekend overall, but, uh, it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of really anything else to hit on. Um, I, I knew this episode was going to be a little on the shorter side just because we were, you know, here to talk about the convention and, you know, it's just a finite amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, it was cool to, uh, this experience gave us the opportunity to hear suggestions. Like I do get suggestions pretty often on Etsy, you know, from people that are like, Hey, I saw this, like, have you ever thought about doing something like this? Or, you know, they reach out to me for a commission, but, you know, we did get a lot of suggestions for, for different stuff. Uh, we'll be attending AkaiCon in July, which is an anime convention in, uh, in Lebanon. And they, uh, the, the con goers for Nashville Comic Con gave me quite a few good ideas. Yes. for tumblers to make. Yes. Um, we also kind of came to the conclusion that like this sublimation is great, but the more custom stuff like with epoxy and glitter and paint swirl and all that, like those, you know, get people real googly eyed. Yeah. And because, excited. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, no two are exactly alike or will ever be exactly alike. The, you know, they, they have more of a uniqueness to them. Um, so I do think that there's going to be a focus on that. I'll definitely be doing sublimation uh, anime tumblers just because they're a little bit easier. But yeah, I, I already started working on some some Pokemon tumblers. <laughs> I, I got Charmander going. I got uh, I just painted a bunch about an hour ago. Uh, I think I'm going to do Jigglypuff, Snorlax, uh, Squirtle, I think. It's it's all the OG Pokemon, the, the original 151. I don't know any 
of the ones that came after that because when I collected Pokemon cards, it was literally in like 1998. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> I never know. I, I never could remember what happened to all my cards. I think my dad probably like tossed them in the garbage as soon as like I showed the faintest sign of waxing and waning towards another thing to obsess over. It was like, finally, and <laughs> toss them in the fucking trash. Probably, yeah. Um, or maybe I gave them away in a yard sale or sold them, you know, something like that. But, um, yeah, anything, uh, or anyways, um, is there anything that you want to uh, want to add on? No, just I'm excited about having new books to read. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking forward to the con in July. Yeah, a Kai con. A Kai con, yes. Uh, I think it might be a little bit smaller as far as sales. Maybe. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, I had a really good time, and it was really fun spending time with you. And yeah, that that was another really uh, wonderful thing about this weekend that we we should have talked about more. Um, I guess we can just hit on it real quick. Um, yeah, that was... Um, we don't really get opportunities like that a lot to to just hang out without the kids. And, you know, like we didn't really talk to ourselves about, you know, nerd stuff and fandoms and cosplay and whatnot. Like it, it was more like we talked parallel to each other and to the the customers and cosplayers and whatnot, but like just being surrounded by it all. And, you know, you tell me like, you know, Hey, I'm really proud of you for all your hard work. And I'm, you know, like, in, you know, trying to keep my shit together, <laughs> trying to keep from crying in public because you said you were proud of me. Um, cause I know that, you know, sometimes I drive you nuts with this shit, but you know, to, kind of have it all climax like this in the the way where it just there was this really great big payoff for all the hard work uh, i think it was exactly what both of us needed yeah so yeah. uh anyways you want to uh hit the shit that doesn't suck real quick and then sign off shit that doesn't suck Um, I don't really have anything just yet. I'm sure um, the zombie baby and zombie mom books are going to be something that don't suck, but I haven't finished them yet. So I don't want to give anything away just yet. And I'm, ex- you know, I'm excited to have um, Sonia on when mm-hmm. I do finish. Yeah. And- she she showed interest in wanting to come on. I think she'd be willing. Yeah. Okay. I I, I thought I heard you talking to her about coming on the podcast, yeah. and but I I didn't hear what she what she yeah. said. So. Well, I told her that you know it it's probably not going to make her like you know <laughs> famous or anything, but you right. know, we have With, a little bit of an audience. So yeah, it couldn't hurt. We got like seven people. <laughs> it's probably more than that, but. Um, 
Yeah, uh, any of you that happen to be listening right now that uh, came to see us at the Nashville Comic Con and were nice enough to subscribe, I know I threw out an incentive where you got 10% off your Tumblr order for subscribing to the podcast. Um, And even if that was the only reason you subscribed, I still really appreciate it because, uh, you know, we're constantly trying to find new ways to build our listenership and fan base for the podcast. Um, and uh, it's, it's weirdly difficult. Like I didn't have to try super hard for, uh, my Etsy shop and the tumblers and all that. Like I just had to make sure I made cool, awesome stuff. (laughs) And so I don't know if that means that the podcast sucks but um, I'd like to think that, you know, it's decent to listen to. Yeah, always. Uh, but anyway, so for my shit that doesn't suck, I got a couple things. Uh, I recently rewatched Anchorman. Um, of course, classic all the time. Never, never a bad time to revisit that classic from 2004. 2003 I don't I don't know I I remember my uh, the first time I saw it was in the KUC at MTSU like when they had those um <laughs> two dollar movie nights and it wasn't even it, you know it was like this tiny theater uh, maybe maybe a hundred seats 150 and uh yeah it, but it was just me and a bunch of college bros and it was just a, a very fun theater experience seeing Anchorman for the first time. Um, and then I recently rewatched Con Air because uh, my friends uh, Zach and uh, Justin over at the Don't Be Crazy podcast just did an episode where they talked about Con Air. And I had not seen that movie. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that movie in its entirety. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it when my parents rented it, like when it came out on on video. But uh, I don't think I ever saw the whole thing. So I was like, well, good chance to uh, finally watch the whole thing. And is I actually like that movie a lot. Um, and I'm really glad Nicolas Cage is having like this, you know, comeback period right now where he's in, you know all the movies and he's doing goofy stuff and fun stuff and comedy and drama and whatnot. So it's cool that he's having this, this little Renaissance thing. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Lindsay, you got anything else to add, uh, before we cap it off? No, I'm good. All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this, uh, relatively brief episode of the geek garage podcast. Don't forget to, uh, follow us on your favorite podcast application if you haven't already follow us also on all these social medias don't and uh don't forget about our facebook group the geek garage podcast fans and listeners um donate to our patreon if you are feeling uh, super generous and want to give us like two dollars or five dollars a month uh, it definitely helps us out with making ends meet in terms of the costs that it takes to run the podcast Uh, But yeah, that'll do it. And always be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye. Bye.